Minister, thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, we are very happy to see you in Riga. And I would like to ask you first, how far are you in your road to the NATO at the moment? Well, thank you very much. It's very nice to be here in Riga. As for the NATO process, we are moving forward at a steady pace uh, and we have done so ever since uh, the trilateral memorandum was signed at the NATO summit in Madrid last summer uh, between uh, uh, Sweden, Finland and, and Turkey. And uh, this memorandum sets up certain uh, you know, uh, conditions that we have to meet before the Turkish parliament can ratify. And we are doing so, uh, fulfilling it. Uh, through negotiations and discussions uh, on an administrative level and ministerial level. Uh, and I think that at the end of the time uh, we will see the ratification process in, in Turkey start. We are very close now in time to the moment when we have met all the criteria laid down in the memorandum. Where is the problem? Why Turkey and also Hungary is uh, reluctant to uh, let you to go forward? Yeah, well, as for Hungary, we now have an open and clear promise made by Prime Minister Viktor Orban to the world that the ratification process uh, for Hungary uh, towards Sweden and Finland's NATO accession will start when the Hungarian parliament starts at the end of February. Uh, and we shall see then what happens, but uh, there has been no uh, claims from the Hungarian government towards Sweden and Finland. Uh, there is no memorandum signed with Hungary, uh, signed between our countries, as is the case with uh, Turkey. So I believe there will be no problems. Uh, as for Turkey, well, it is no, uh, it is no uh, uh, secret that there has been discussions uh, about the fulfillment of a memorandum, uh, but that is quite normal, especially now when Turkey is moving into an electoral mode that has to be taken into the consideration. But from a practical point of view, there are actually very few issues left. And the memorandum is the roadmap. It is the set of conditions that we have said that we will uh, be fulfilling. Once that is done, there are no uh, other claims that, that could be uh, put forward towards Sweden and Finland, as I see it as foreign minister for Sweden. Could you please tell us which are the issues which are still left? There are two issues uh, which I would like to point to. One is the fact that we have made a constitutional change that entered into the effect on the 1st of January this year. Uh, and that forms the basis for another set of legislation which will uh, be presented by government very shortly. And that will open uh, up uh, new possibilities uh, for uh, issuing uh, penalties for uh, being active in terrorist organizations. Uh, on Swedish territory and that is something which Turkey uh, have been very interested in, in achieving and that is something which we also would like to see come into place for, 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 uh, on a purely natural level in Sweden. So once that legislation is being brought forward and put into place we believe that we have met that criteria. The other one is uh, regarding the export of defence material. Now this is sometimes a business to business uh, matter because uh, already in autumn uh, we have a very strict policy when it comes to export of, of defence material. But already in the autumn, the uh, responsible authority, the ISP, the Inspection for Strategic Products in Sweden, said that since uh, we have a situation where we have uh, the ambition to have Turkey on as a NATO ally, um, the, the reasoning or the, the, the way the ISP look at uh, export to that particular country, the conditions were changed in their mind. So I don't see any problem with that issue either. We are very close to fulfilling that criteria also due to exports that are happening between Sweden and, and Turkey. But I would like to emphasize that this is sometimes a business-to-business -business thing. 
the government only has the role of monitoring this. It is not state-owned companies that do the, exp uh, the actual export. So that is something which has to be discussed between Turkey and, and the Swedish companies in question. Recently, there was incident by burning Koran uh, in Sweden, and it caused a lot of discussions uh, both in your country and also in Turkey. Mm. Turkey blamed the government, saying that you could stop it. Mm. How, how would you answer to this? Uh there are two uh, ways to answer it. One is to put the emphasis, of course, on the freedom of expression in Sweden, which is very large, and, and the freedom of expression is far-reaching uh, when you look at the legislation and how it is adapted in Sweden in a situation like this. Yes, you do have a right to do, to commit such an act. But having said this, I, as representative of the Swedish government, or the Swedish government as a whole, uh, is of course not at all behind this action. And uh, we have been very clear that we distance ourselves from this. This is an act of an individual. It has nothing to do with the Swedish state. And uh, personally, I also feel that it is deplorable to burn books as such, because I think that books should be read and not burned. But from a legal point of view, you cannot punish an indiv individual who commits uh, such a, uh, an act. And this has been communicated both, of course, to governments and inhabitants in Muslim countries because we understand fully well that there can be resentment about an action like this. But one has to separate the question of the state where the act is committed and the people who live in that state from the individual who commits this. Sometimes this is difficult to understand, especially when people who are living in states where you, you do not enjoy freedoms like we do in Sweden or Latvia, and they look in and feel that, well, in, in our country this would not be a legal act, so how come that it is legal in your country? Well, the reason is for freedom of expression, and that is emphasized. And again, I would like to underline that this is, of course, something which is unfortunate with regards to the, to the NATO process that we spoke about, but I do not consider it as, as a hinder which we will not be able to overcome. There were speculations that Russia might be behind that. Mm. Well, at this point in time, I don't want to, to enter into any kind of speculation. That has to be dealt with by the relevant uh, services in the Swedish administration. The important thing to me is to underline again, the Swedish government is not in any way endorsing the burning of, of holy scriptures. And uh, we distance ourselves very clearly from this. This is an act of an individual. But now, since it's within the, the boundaries of the freedom of expression, we have to deal with it uh, as, uh, as such and communicate it as, as such back to the countries who are concerned about this. Mr. Minister, uh, are you optimistic that in Vilnius summit this summer you will be NATO member state? Well, I am very optimistic about the process forward because, as I have said before, the memorandum forms the basis for, for Sweden's accession. It was signed and is supported by a broad majority in the Swedish parliament and it is very clear and open. There are no secret protocols. Everybody can see exactly what the conditions are. Uh, and I think that we will be able, at the end of the day, to not only meet the criteria, but also see the, the Turkish parliament ratify this. Of course, the election process now has to run its course in, in Turkey, and that also has to be accepted by all of us. Uh, but, but I'm very optimistic. We have also to, I think, emphasize the fact that this is the, rapid, the most rapid process ever in the history of NATO. So far, 28 out of 30 states have uh, ratified Sweden's and Finland's uh, accession. And uh, I'm quite sure that we will see the remaining two do so in the fullness of time. And finally, the support for NATO membership in Sweden is extremely high. 
uh, and it is stable and we do not see any wavering, uh, neither due to the last week's uh, uh, developments or I would like to emphasize during the year that has uh, almost passed since, since the invasion of Ukraine. On the, uh, on actually on the other hand, hand, we see an increase I think on rapid uh, and understanding among the Swedish population how important it is for our security situation that we become members of NATO as quickly as possible. We are, after all, living in the most difficult security situation in this part of the world and in the world as a whole since the end of the Second World War. Right. And very quickly, if I may, two things. Mm -hmm. uh, if, of course, we also uh, hope for, for a NATO summit uh, to join, but if something, if Turkey is still vetoing, but allowing Swed uh, Finland to join, would you be ready and accept that uh, Finland joins without you, or you would see only uh, you both countries uh, joining together NATO? First of all, the statements coming out from uh, Helsinki the latest days have been very assuring of this point, and, and it is quite clear that the Finnish government sees, as we do, all the big advantages for Sweden and Finland joining together. We handed in our application together, we will be joining together. Also, I would like to put the emphasis on what has already been stated many times by my good friend and colleague, the Foreign Minister of Finland, Mr. Pekka Havisto, who have said many times openly that, you know, defending this part of the world will be very difficult without Sweden and Finland both being members of the NATO, because the plans for, for NATO defending this part of the world relies very much upon our, both of our countries becoming members. The whole planning session will, I think, be called into question and it will be a, a lot of discussions about this. All right. Uh, Mr. Minister, uh, as you are here in Latvia, how do you see how Latvia can help you in this process? Oh, we are very happy to see the development now going on uh, and the outreach and the support from the Latvian government towards uh, the Swe Swedish uh, accession and uh, together with Finland to, to NATO. We are very happy about the support from our allies. I enjoy excellent relations, with both on a bilateral uh, relationship with my colleague uh, Edgar Redzevius. And I would like to emphasize that once we are members of NATO, we would like to do a lot of things together with the Baltic states. My Prime Minister has already spoken about us joining, joining the Sky Shield project. We are also talking about the possibility of uh, <coughs> moving ground forces into the Baltic states for the defense. And we would also like, of course, to participate in the air policing projects going on. At the end of the day, we will together make this part of the world a much safer and better place for all the citizens who live here through all states bar Russia being members of uh, NATO. Thank you so much. Thank you.